Hey everyone, welcome to Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. Hi, America. What's up? I'm Steve. This week we are covering Jacob's Ladder and The Void. Not really sure why we picked these two movies, but... Uh, <laughs> they, they don't really have a relation, but you know what? Fuck it. Like, I feel like they like, they, they slightly do. I feel like it's like a demon-y kind of Psychological. Thing. I, I, I look at it as like psychological horror. Psychological, the void, yeah. The void demons, is, the vo- internal demons. The Void is literally every type of horror movie in one, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. You can lop it into any category you want. Yeah. Jacob's I, Ladder, 100% psychological horror. Like, I would call The Void tentacle horror. It's labeled as body horror. No, it's definitely tentacle horror. I would say body horror is a good... Japanese tentacle porn. It's... it's... <laughs> Japanese tentacle porn, huh? I would even Down say with that sci-fi. <laughs> I don't know. All right. <laughs> Jacob's Ladder. Every day, Jacob Singer goes to work. What's wrong? It's one of those days. And every day, he wonders what is happening to him. Maybe it's the pressure, Jake. They're like demons, Jess. They weren't human. What were they, Jake? Then look at your hand. You have a very strange line. See, according to this, you're already dead. They're coming after me. I don't know who they are or what they are, but they're going to get me, and I'm scared, Jake. I've seen them, too. Maybe the demons are real. He's running 106 feet with... This is barbaric. I can get rid of the demons. Who are you? I can block the ladder. Who are you taking me? Where am I? Where do you want to go? Home. This is your home. You're dead. I'm not dead. What are you then? I'm alive. All right, so we're going to start out with Jacob's Ladder from 1990. It stars Tim Robbins as Jacob Singer. It was directed by Adrian Lyne and written by Bruce Joel Rubin. It follows a man named Jacob Singer who is a Vietnam veteran who begins seeing these demons and real life they start haunting him uh they start to believe that they were experimented on in the military and shit just starts going weird we'll put it that shit way it gets real <laughs> yeah he's also haunted by the ghosts of Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> 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 you forgot the most important part <laughs> i had to do a double take the first time Macaulay because, like, Culkin was... haunts me in my dreams <laughs> I, I wasn't sure at first. Like, I'm like, yo, is that fucking Macaulay Culkin? I'm like, not even oh, kidding. Oh, shit, it is. When I was, like, a little kid watching Macaulay Culkin movies, I was pretty much in love with him, so. <laughs> oh, he was a man. I did not know that him and Mila Kunis did it, though. They did. What? You know what, though? Yeah. You go, Macaulay. You're looking healthy. You're doing good, and I'm proud of you. My favorite Macaulay Culkin fact is that he's in a Velvet Revolver cover band. Or, No. The Velvet Underground cover band called the Pizza Underground, and they do covers of the Velvet Underground songs about pizza. But all of the words are changed to be about pizza. So I feel like that is a great fact. There is your Macaulay Culkin fact of the week. But I haven't watched this movie since like middle school or like high school, so 
it was really cool to go back. I had said to Sierra because uh, I don't want to jump into it right away, but the uh, the twist ending. I haven't watched it since you know middle school, high school. So going back and watching it, it now, it a lot of the movie makes so much more sense a second time around, and like you can piece together so much more mm-hmm. watching it again, knowing how it ends. Um, this movie was fantastic, in my opinion. I thought it was really great, and um, I loved um, Tim Robbins' uh, acting. He did a ph- phenomenal oh, yeah, job. For sure. he was yeah, amazing. he was great. And I liked how they pieced it together with like flashbacks, flash forwards, and then flashes between. Like, it seemed like almost different realities. Like where he would be with um, Jezebel, and then he'd wake up and he'd be with his ex-wife, and mm-hmm. it, it was very confusing with like which reality was his reality and which was and was he dreaming? Was he awake? Was he in Vietnam? Was he not? Because it, it does bring up. He ends up meeting up with a fellow soldier from Vietnam that said that he's he had been seeing demons as well, and they they that's when they start thinking that the um, army was doing experiments on them, and uh, they actually go to a lawyer, and the lawyer says that they're not representing them because when he looked them up, all of their records were ta- were were erased, and it had no actual. It's it's definitely a movie that keeps you guessing the yeah, whole way. You're like, is. were they in oh, the, the fucking military? Like, also, what is happening? <laughs> it also brought back the. Uh, it was a reprised performance of Lubricated Rubbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. He was. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The lawyer, I thought yeah. you were talking. Yeah, he was a lawyer. I thought you were talking about the actual like bully guy. No, no, no it was burning. the same actor. Sarah saw oh, yeah. him. She's like, that's the guy with the non-lubricated rubber. Yeah. Isn't, yeah. isn't it? Crazy? It was in the span of ten years how much he aged. He aged yeah, right. Yeah, he aged oh, hor- like he aged horribly. Like I Sorry, hate man. being like that, but he really did. For anybody uh, wondering who we're talking about, it's Jason Alexander. Uh, he was also in. The burning, and then in this, George. and then George and Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> was Pyatt, his yeah. most recognized role. But uh, so was this a first time watch for anyone else besides me? No, it was a first no, time I, watch for me as well. Me. Yeah, I was. Okay. I I actually watched it a long time ago. I was actually turned on to it because it's based on Silent. No, Silent Hill based on is like heavily inspired by this movie. Which watching it, Sierra made the comment before I even said anything about that. She's like, "This reminds me a lot of Silent Hill." Well, it was because which... of the way the demons were portrayed with like the um, the like shaking and like their faces being covered. It reminded me a lot of the um, nurses and the different. Uh, mm-hmm. monsters that you mm. see in Silent Hill video games yeah. not so much the movie so yeah. I, for not so much listening, movie for, <laughs> for anyone listening like Silent Hill is like my fucking franchise like I breed that shit so yeah. um, he does it's sad <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I went back I haven't watched this movie since playing more of the games I had gotten into the second one I think he it was he also cried when they cancelled the making of Silent Hills alright we don't talk about you that you literally cried I didn't cry. You do. You look. I like had it. something in my eye. Um, I, I, <laughs> but it's funny because in Silent Hill Three, um, one of the first areas that you start out in is a subway, and you're actually like trying to Burger, get to Bergen Street. Bergen Street, that's and like when you go wild. up, when you go up to like the top of the stairs, it's there's like chain linked fences off and stuff like that. So it was cool to like see that connection with it. But yeah, I, I was not following. to give away my rating, but I'm normally not that like into psychological horror but this was psychological horror done really fucking well Well, really well i feel like with psychological horror movies most of them have a moment where it's like okay come on like let's get this along it moves really slow but yeah this 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 movie has consistency consistency in where it twists and turns throughout the whole movie like 
you're you're following him with his girlfriend and then you're like oh wait no he's with his wife and then no wait he's with his girlfriend oh wait look he's dying no wait he's alive no he's dead oh he has kids i didn't know that now he doesn't have kids like you know you don't really know which way he's going at all which at way all. it's going at all you know and it, it keeps you <laughs> guessing through the whole movie you don't just have that one twist ending which most movies most twisted mo- mo- uh, most movies with a twist just have one big twist at the end mm-hmm. there's twists and turns through this entire film you know and it, it's it's really interesting because I've never really seen a movie that has this much, like, guessing to it. And, like, when you first see him in Vietnam, it looks like they're being attacked by the, um, I'm assuming, Vietnamese. And But then it turns out later they say that that wasn't the case, that it was, they were being experimented on. And it was, like, a drug that causes you to be, like, super angry. It's, like... And they ended up just attacking each other and tearing each other to shreds. And he was the only one, or one of the only ones that survived. There and, is a... Um, but that's not true. Yeah, well, there is a conspiracy that... I mean, they mention it in this movie as a drug called BZ. BZ is actually NATO code for this other hallucinogenic drug that... they It's an actual thing that they believe that soldiers in the Vietnam War were being experimented on with this stuff because... Basically, they were tripping balls to the point where they were, like, more violent and more, mm-hmm. like, prone to attack. More aggressive, yeah. So, it did have, like, some truth in conspiracy, I guess. But, yeah, no, as far as, like, the it, it, it had good pacing, mm-hmm. is what... It absolutely. really did. And, yeah, and I feel but, like every and, detail was and, important to the storyline. Like, there was no, yeah. nothing that was stupid that was put in there just to fill. There's no... Like, there's no part where you're like wishing that it would end and that's the thing is this is a two-hour movie and i remember checking the time on it last night because i remember like i was like yeah we're getting close to the end but i I felt like i was only watching it for like 45 minutes and we had like 10 minutes left of the movie and i was like holy shit Mm -hmm. and um i I liked it too because i'm actually surprised that you liked the movie because it just isn't your typical style but is that a slasher? Yeah, but, oh, Sierra? Um, yeah, Sierra. Is that a 1975 but slasher? I, so I can't, I can't like I, it. I liked it, too, because, like, I I knew how it was going to end because I'd seen it before. But, like, there's, like, you know, five minutes left of the movie and Sierra's still sitting there like, I have no idea what the fuck is happening. <laughs> um, I think, too, the, the, the thing that made me happy is that a lot of most horror movies don't have a happy ending. And in a way, this this ending was very sad, but at the same time, it was a very happy ending as well. Mm-hmm. For me, I think that this, like, going into it, I I was really interested in it because I had read, like, what you said, Dylan, about the whole Silent Hill thing. And I'm not, like, I've never played the games and stuff like that, but I actually was, like, a pretty big fan of the movie. I liked it a lot. And you can can hate on me all you want for that. The first movie was was decent. (laughs) The second one was terrible. I've never seen the second one. The problem was the effects that they used in it. Yeah. But going back to that, like, the, I thought that this movie, like, so we kind of touched base, I think it was in the House on Haunted Hill episode, like, the Haunted Houses episode, like, with movies that are just use excess filler. They just Mm -hmm. have, like, a ton of stuff, and then at the end, there's nothing tying it in. Mm -hmm. There's nothing tying up those loose ends, and you just are stuck with this movie where you're like, there were so many good ways that this could have gone, and you're just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you didn't connect any of this, you left everything so open-ended and not in a good way. And I felt like this movie did a great job of not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it There was nothing... For me, there was there was good filler. So it was stuff that all tied in. And it, it just built this whole movie up. And it paced itself extremely well. There was no 
really downtime in the in the whole movie at all, which is interesting because in most movies you always have that kind of like up and down pacing or you'll you'll start out slow and get really into it or vice versa and it it was really interesting to see this kind of like it was very much like a roller coaster ride with the whole movie Mm -hmm. like it's very up and down and i i was really intrigued by that and i think it's what really kept my attention through the whole movie and i wasn't disappointed with the end either yeah i gotta agree with you (laughs) it was a nice um steady burn i gotta say because like again uh, sometimes with psychological horrors it's hard to keep my attention i don't know sometimes i kind of zone out or lose focus but I was so zoned in on this from start to finish. I think it gives you enough, like, little things throughout to, like, be like, okay, are you starting to get bored? Oh, well, here's this, you know? So Yeah. yeah. It um, keeps your attention. I'm glad that, like, it's cool bringing this up, too, because you had mentioned um, a couple weeks ago, Steven, when we were talking about, like, twist endings, how you were like, it's such a cop-out when it turns out at the end that everything was just a dream. But Normally, yes. Yeah, but this movie took that, like, cliche ending, but they made it have a meaning to it. I wouldn't say that it was yes. a dream, though, yes. really. It was it was more like, um, uh, like living another life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right but before death, yeah. I think... You know every... how the... That fucking line, though, like... All right, I was just so I, yeah, it <laughs> I, like, me, I knew how the movie was gonna end because I had seen it before, and, um, when the guy, the chiropractor says the line, and he's like, when you are holding on to something... Like you see, when you demons. don't accept, when, when you, you don't, don't accept, accept the it. life you have, you're gonna, when you're dying, you're gonna, it's gonna seem like demons tearing you apart. But when you accept the life that you have, you, it's gonna be angels taking you to heaven. Yeah, and like when he said that, and I knew it was gonna happen, I was like, oh. Fuck. And that's the line <laughs> that honestly ties everything in that movie together because mm-hmm. you start to understand. Okay, so when he is in the that those those parts where he's with his ex-wife and he's with his children he's a he's not seeing these evil demons you know he's he's enjoying the time with his children and that that happened when he died when he was dying in the bathtub is when Mm -hmm. he sees them um and he's in a good place but then when he's in his life that he's he's he feels that he's living he's seeing these demons because he's he's not accepting what he's done and what what he had to do in his past when i'm assuming when he was in vietnam Mm mm-hmm I think that's an interesting concept, though, because most movies try to tie up loose ends in the end visually and to see it go. Yes, it was visually there, but to have it verbalized as a way to tie up those ends was fucking amazing. The thing that I think I I don't think it's something that you see very often. This movie is super unique, too, in the way that it it uses like. It's very much touching on PTSD. And you know what I mean? Like. Like, the, it's oh, yeah. totally, totally PTSD, like, the, seeing these demons, not being able to deal with what you had to do while, while, in, while in war, not being able to cope. Now, did he make it out of Vietnam? At the end, you find out he doesn't. But it's like he's thinking ahead mm-hmm. to how he's going to deal with what he's done in war. You know what yeah. I mean? This is, this is the whole thing. Like, so I, I recorded with uh, Larry earlier this week before I had actually watched this movie, and I watched a movie called Sorority House Massacre. It was 80 slasher, like it was. I've been it, dying to see that. Okay, it's it's a really it's a really much a it's very much so a rip off of Halloween. But yeah, Larry, when talking to Larry about it, shout I out went to Creature Features podcast. We love you, shout love out. you Larry. <laughs> Name dropping. So uh, I um I I went in originally with a much lower rating for the movie, and after talking to Larry and him like really going deep with 
kind of like this these undertones of like these feminist fuck yous that are actually in this movie it really really set the stage for me watching this because it made me watch it looking for something deeper to it and i really got that watching this movie so i i went in looking for something deeper in it and i had read i had read like the plot summary before watching it and watching it it really really is it's a testament of people who have mental disabilities and it, it, like it's it, it really shows you kind of this whole like what these people are dealing with that have like PTSD or people that have you know different different types of, of mental disorders and it, it just like it went so deep on that and I wasn't expecting it to, but it really does. Like the more you watch it, the more you realize that like these are things that real people actually deal with, and it's kind of more than a horror movie when you think about it that way. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, so going back to the the quote, um, he's seeing these demons, and throughout the movie, it's getting progressively worse, and it gets to the point where he goes into almost like a literal hell when they're bringing him down to the X ray room, room yeah. and they're they're bringing him down on the. Um, the stretcher and there's all these like deformed people around mental patients body um, parts yeah body parts all over um but what's interesting is you can see throughout the movie that he's holding on to not dying Mm -hmm. because throughout the movie there's all these times where his life is put in danger but he never dies he always wakes up in a different place before he dies and then when he wakes up he instantly goes to i'm not dead am i or i'm alive yeah exactly or am i and dead so know? he's holding on to this like he he wants to stay alive but he's holding on to this guilt that you know he could have saved his son he's also holding on to a false reality right he could have saved his son he's holding on to this false reality so in accepting that he sees his son who had died in an accident sitting at the bottom of the steps, and his son brings him up. I cried at the end yeah. of this movie. It was so beautiful. <laughs> his son brings him See, up the stairs. See, that's what I knew. He, yeah. That he was ascending. Like he was passing on. <laughs> it, was such a, it was just so well done. And I hope when I die, Macaulay Culkin's waiting at the, at the bottom of Heaven's Gate for me. I, now, I'm not sure if there's a, um, a director's cut of this movie anywhere. If there is, I would like to see it, because when looking into the movie, I had found out that... When this movie was shown to test audiences, the audiences had complained that it was too all over the place. So they actually went back and cut over 20 minutes of the movie out, which most of it was towards the end of the movie. And it, uh, it went into a lot like deeper of a plot that they ended up just taking out completely. So I would love to see like more of that. But at the same time, I think that with what it was left with, it was still well done. It was it was perfect. I think. I, I do want to bring up the very very end of the movie when he's um, in Vietnam and they are um, trying to save him, and he ends up dying. And they before they walk out of the tent, they say, you know, he he really fought, you know. And I just think like that that for whatever reason that line resonated with me because of like every like you you literally watched his fight. Like this entire mm-hmm. movie was essentially. It starts out with him being stabbed. So it literally all all the contents of this movie happened from that point to when he he let himself go probably just a few hours later. You know, so it mm-hmm. wasn't it seemed like it was maybe over a month span or or a few weeks span or whatever, but it really was only a couple hours span. There's so much you know, and he is fighting really hard through that whole thing to keep his life. And at the end, it, the, you know, the, for them to to put that in there, I think it 
it shows that mm-hmm. they knew, like they knew how, like as much as he knew. How, there's so how much. He was fighting for his life. There's so much foreshadowing too. Like uh, um, it was like with the brilliant. the the tarot lady or whatever. She like reads his palm and she's like, "Oh, this one says you're already dead." And he's like, "Oh, well, that's just a cut." Like, yeah. <laughs> it's that's like a paper cut. It's like something in his mind was telling him, like, "Dude, you're dead. Like, you need to let yeah. go." But he just couldn't let go. Yeah, I, I, I this movie was just beautiful like it it wasn't spectacular filming or anything like there wasn't anything like like visually that was like amazing or anything like it wasn't bad but like the storyline the the everything in it the foreshadowing the the metaphors everything in it was just so well done and so thought out that it didn't have to have this like crazy spectacular filming Mm -hmm. to pull off what it needed to pull off now it was really good and visually it was fine but it was just like like, you know, sometimes you get on here and we're like, oh, wow, it was so pretty to look at. Like, it was so f- cool to look at. It didn't need that. It didn't need that right. because it was, it kind, of, that it was crime, no. kind of important for it to be a little gritty and, and rough mm-hmm. because that, that's who he was, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> little fun fact before we, like, wrap it up, get into ratings, whatever. Um, all of the special effects in the movie, they were filmed with no post-production. So it's practical effects. It was all practical effects, but they didn't go back Except and edit the, anything. The twitching. No, the twitching was all filmed. They filmed it in four frames per second okay. speed, and then they sped it up to twenty-four frames okay, per second. Okay, okay, okay. So it just gave oh wow, it, it gave it that effect. Um, in the original screenplay, the writer had had um, the demons that Jacob starts to see as these like winged, hooved, horned, like actual biblical demons, and. Which you kind of get a glimpse of in the dance party. Kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I gotta say, real quick, that fucking scene was awesome. When uh, <laughs> Jezebel is, like, dancing up on the what the guy is turning into a demon, he starts seeing it. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, this is fucking wild right now. <laughs> but um, I they... think that's when I was, like, 100% invested after seeing that scene. <laughs> the, uh, the director, though, he had read the script, and he didn't want to take that approach to it because he felt that it was important to have these demons as these like human human-esque but at the same time he didn't want it to come off as comical so he knew if they had these like horned winged demons the audiences are probably yeah yeah, the audience was probably would probably laugh at it and he didn't want it to take away from the tone of the movie which i think was a great choice I um, think it was an excellent choice. You do get these biblical tones, though. Like, for example, he keeps seeing himself as Jezebel, or with Jezebel, and Jezebel in the Bible is this, like, evil figure, which I wouldn't really say that she's evil in the movie, but she's kind of keeping him from his family, like... Yeah, and she makes it very clear that, like... I know that they weren't actually together, but she makes it very clear that she doesn't care about his sons. He sh- yeah. His sons' names are all biblical, too. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't care about his sons. She doesn't care to learn their names. She's very shitty about his wife. Mm-hmm. Like she's just not. She's a nice person, but she doesn't want. She doesn't want to be involved in his family. And I think that that no, was and she thing doesn't in a sense. Was, he was beating himself up about because he was allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. Even though it didn't really happen, guys. He's he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys want to bring anything else up before we get into ratings? No, I'm, I, I'm good to jump I'm into good. ratings. That was a really good conversation, guys. Steven, what you got? All right. So, for it, for uh, this not being, like, my particular forte of uh, horror films in the world of psychological horror, I will say this one uh, blew me out of the water, and I thought it was a nice, steady burn. 
that kept me invested the whole time. So I'm going to give this one a solid eight. Ooh. Your... Word. I thought it was a really great movie, and um, I, it, it's so well thought out. There's so much detail that went into every scene, every frame of this movie. Um, McCauley Culkin killed it, as always. You my boy. <laughs> Tim Robbins killed it. He's amazing. And I also love you in Shawshank Redemption, man. You did great. Um, I'm going to give it an 8.7. I really liked it a lot. It was really enjoyable. Erica? All right. So I'm going to go ahead and give this... What did Sarah give it? An 8? Eight? 8.7. Eight, Damn you, Sarah. Um... You know, you can rate it the same rating as Terry. I'm going to give it an 8.7 as well. Okay. Thank you. I am going to give it a 8.8. Dick. (laughs) Um, No, I I do love this movie, and it was great going back a second time watching it. Um, Because you really get this, like, foreshadowing and this sense of everything that's happening. Um, The acting's great. The, The pacing is fucking amazing. And... It's just great storytelling. So the yeah, the average horror haven rating is eight point six. Woo! Say it, Eric. That's fair. Thank you. <laughs> now, if you don't say it, it's gonna be bad. But then, when we get a not fair one, you gotta be like, "This is fucking bullshit!" Like, this cause a bullshit. scene. Bullshit. Cause a whole huge scene. I can do that. All right. The voice. The voice. Ah! Haven't you ever wished to save someone beyond saving, no matter what the cost? This is uncharted territory. The body has to adjust, of course. We weren't built for this kind of thing. You'd be surprised at the things you find when you go looking. There is something calling them all here. People get in here, what are we supposed to do? You saw it? What was that? Do you know where you go when you die? I do. Next, we're going to talk about The Void from 2016. It was written and directed by Jeremy Gillespie and Stephen Kostansky. It starred Aaron Poole as Daniel, Kenneth Walsh as Richard Powell, Daniel Fathers as the father, that works out, and Kathleen Monroe as Allison. The movie follows a sheriff named Daniel who stumbles upon this guy who's injured. He takes him to this hospital that was in a fire, and... It's like halfway through being moved. Yeah, they're they're moving it, so they have this night shift, and they end up getting followed by this cult. And within this time, this, like, tentacle creature comes, and then it turns into, like, Hellraiser, and then, like... (laughs) there's Everyone dies! Yeah. There's a door with a triangle on it. Um, it's the void. That's the door to the void. Yeah. They're entering the void. Um, so the movie was crowdfunded through Indiegogo. It ended up raising a little over $82,000. The story is a huge nod to John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Um, it Definitely showed, got that vibe. Yeah. I mean, the movie is about people who are stuck in this confined spot. Um, there's, like, a cult outside. 
there's some supernatural elements inside. It, it, the, the whole thing is just a big nod to, um, but everything to in horror. Ever. Well, no, to Prince of Darkness, the, yeah. that movie specifically. But yeah, it does take a nod to '80s horror, and what I would say is it's probably biggest strength and biggest downfall is the fact that they do try to fit in cult, as, cult aspects, creature aspects, psychological horror. Um, it, it just paranormal. Like, yeah. Okay. This movie started out extremely strong, I would say. As soon as I watched it, I was, like, hooked. And then about halfway through, I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, there's too much shit going on. There is way too much, and it doesn't connect. It's not like Jacob's Ladder, where there's tons of shit, and it connects really well. This movie was fucking tentacle monsters here, pregnant bitch there, fucking... One girl who don't know how to deliver a baby over there. Cults outside. Hey, you leave Knives Chow alone. It's insane. It's like, come on, man. Pick a theme and go with it. Stop throwing all this shit in. It's not important. They bit off more than what they could chew, and they didn't connect shit in this movie. It turned out to be not good to me. Sorry. I'm done now. Ooh, jeez. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah. I I give the first ten minutes a nine, the rest of it a two. I wouldn't be that fucking critical on it. I think that the movie was great. Um, I didn't like the last, like, maybe ten minutes. That's what threw me off. And I think the reason was uh, they'd made the doctor way too much, like, pinhead. Like I definitely got yeah. that vibe. That's and, why yeah, I'm, like, I'm so not... When you, when I, you like, I like Hellraiser. Yeah, I like Hellraiser, but I'm not, like, huge on Hellraiser. But they made it, like, almost identical to his character. And... That whole aspect of it, where he's like, oh, you know, we're going to unleash this new world that's devoid, and that threw it off for me. I liked it when Who it was... Who wants to be in a world of ugly tentacle monsters anyway? Stupid. Well, his whole thing was he was trying to bring his daughter back, but... That's it... an ugly tentacle monster! Did you see that bitch? She was busted! I love when Sira disagrees. Like, when Sira doesn't like a movie, her ratings are fucking great. Like, they're so funny. This is, well, like, she just throws exactly them out what there. we're talking about. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think that... Everything. I think that everything in the movie was well done, other than that last ten minutes. I think they really like th- threw the whole thing out the window. I do think that they did put a lot into one movie. Um, oh but yeah. There, there were aspects that I really liked. I think that the special effects, as all practical effects, were really well done. Yes, that, oh, that they're was amazing. They yeah. The story so though needed some love. But I mean the way um, it was the way it was shot. Um, such a creepy thing when it shows the cult outside and they're all holding the knives to the side and there's like just a. I right... fucking loved the cult when this movie started. I was like, "Fucking a, this is gonna be fucking <laughs> wicked!" And then fucking tentacle creatures came out. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny, Dylan, is uh, my cousin Nick had the same exact complaint as you at the, about the last ten minutes it, of it the just movie. Like he was so much, and, and I, I'm I was. I was pretty disappointed, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I I told Sierra, I was like, that's not, the last 10 minutes isn't going to affect my rating too much because, you know, the last 10 minutes in an hour and 45-minute movie, oh. it, there's a lot more good than bad for me. But, um, yeah. I, I, there were aspects that I liked. I thought that all the failed experiments when they were in, like, the hell basement type thing, those were fucking creepy, and that part, oh, was, they were that great. part was awesome. and. Um, going back again, like I do every fucking week with the use of color, how like everything was red at that point, and it, it just yeah. made such a creepy moment. Um, the tentacle creature things, I do think that while their design wasn't the best, it did kind of take away from the eeriness 
it was good special effects. Yeah, they, no, they were well done. Job, no, Wait, they were. They were. You want my nicer For, review of it? Yes, please. Okay, here's I don't my... want you to just shit on the movie. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> okay. Technically, they had all the skills to make an excellent movie, and they put the the, the storyline was too too. They combined every fucking genre, and it's just like I'm so I hate sci-fi, man. Like I really hate sci-fi. See, normally I do too, but like the it was like this one. Don't get mad because it was like aliens. It looks like aliens, and he's like, it's not aliens. They're demons. I said demons don't look like fucking tentacle monsters. That's aliens. This is my whole thing with it. Like they okay, so like like Dylan said, the effects were great. I liked the effects a lot. The the different styles that they had individually were fucking awesome. Like yeah, that's the problem there was, is that they shouldn't. Why did they think combining? It was a good idea to mix it all together. No, I totally agree. That's like I, it just, I, again, it just throws like, me because you get into this like, oh, it's gonna be a cult movie, and then you're like, oh nope, it's an alien movie, kind of, and then you're like, oh no, it's Hellraiser, and then you're like, oh wait, it's a birth story. <laughs> Yeah, no, it just it was very much all over the place, and I I feel like this was one of those ones where they just tried to put too much into it. Can we go into uh, the romance in... aspect of it too? Like no. you find <laughs> you find out the guy's married to that the girl Allison, and they had a baby, but the baby didn't make it, so they're not together, but they they still are in love, and uh, it's like the, it's also imp- soap unimportant, opera, unimportant plot points. It's also yeah. soap opera. But, like, here, here's the thing. I think, I look at it as, like, the director was a super fan of the horror industry. So he, although there was a lot going on, I just feel like he just had such, like, a love for, like, horror and sci-fi. Yeah, but then I he think was, he like, should have made, like, multiple movies. He shouldn't have put it all. Maybe. Well, I mean, this, but, be, this being a crowdfunded movie, I mean, he, exactly. he kind of had one shot to make all of this. So exactly. I do I do look at this as a love letter to the 80s. And but do you think 100%. that it would have been more successful if he stuck to one genre? I do, but at the same time, it it I, I, I can see why they uh, I can see why they won the per- the approach they did. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, good job on like all, all the technical aspects. Yeah, and I mean it was shot really well too. It was. Like, yeah. I mean it looked yeah. good it, visually. It was it was appealing. The acting wasn't bad. Like there was nothing really. No, bad about I mean there's there's the really good issue, things you honestly, can take from it. The only really, like, the story was just not there, and and that's a bummer because you had every aspect to make it a highly successful film, and you just just bit off a little bit more. I feel like this is another movie, too, where they build up so much, like, dread and tension, and it's kind for me, it was kind of anticlimactic. It was like, oh, well... Oh, absolutely. Like, Daniel just pushes the doctor into the, the void, and then... You know, the sun escapes, the hell closes up, and then it's like, okay, well, this is all taken care of. Did they ever, like, clear up? Like, did the cult just leave after that? Were they like, all right, the boys are gone, let me go? I'm assuming so. It didn't really say. See, like, that's my point, though. Did the cult have to be in the movie at all? The cult was what was keeping them there. So I guess. Yeah, it was like this. There was that. Yeah, but, like, it couldn't have been. Like, they could have. They could have come up with a better way to do that to make it makes more sense with the demons. More sense out of it, yeah. Like I, maybe I, I you agree. walk out the door and you're in like an abyss. They like could have, but style. they could have. But I don't think I. I think the cult was a creepier thing because it was more tangible. It wasn't. They but would it have just been said, more of a creepy thing if it was a cult movie. That's the thing is that they didn't have any actual importance to the storyline other than you can't leave the hospital now. That was literally the only importance they had. But I think it added to the dread. I don't I, think I, it did. I liked the cult. But I know I think it. it did. I, but I don't think it was. Ne- I don't think it should have been in this film. It doesn't. I really like the film. the child reveal. Um, <clears throat> I'm not even gonna lie. Like 
when she gave birth to that creature, I was like, this is pretty fucking cool. And it started, like, you know, crushing, like, the heads of, like, some of the cult members and shit. I was just like, uh, this, it's, it was, I understand it. I understand your, your complaints here. It did have a lot going on. But for some reason, I really took the bait with this one. And I, it was something I was excited to finally sit down and watch. This is my second time watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, when it first was getting crowdfunded, I was, uh, like, really just kind of kept it on my radar because I just thought it had just, like, an interesting look to it. And uh, I was hearing some buzz, like, on, you know, Instagram. And then when it finally got released, I was like, all right, I got to check this out. And I was I was pretty satisfied. Like, it was a nice throwback um, to 80s-style horror. And, like, I've, you know, I do, I do have my doubts on modern horror. Some are really good. But most can be pretty I shitty. Feel like but it, I feel like it's definitely like sixty forty. Like sixty percent are not that great, but forty percent are. Forty percent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I wouldn't say that they're great. Forty percent are okay. I'll give it thirty percent are all right, and ten percent are good. <laughs> yeah, I just this, this I, one I was very excited for. There were See, moments of this movie. Exci- there. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Erica. I was. I was just gonna say. I was. I was really amped for this. And I, I just felt like I, I was really let down. I, like I just like all the hype I heard about it, and like we had been talking about it since we decided to cover it. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm really excited for this. And like, I think I just like I amped myself up for it, and I think that that's why I was so just like I was let down by it, and I was just kind of really disappointed with. I really want to be able to say that maybe I was the. De- like bombing on this thing because I watched Jacob Ladders first, but I didn't. I watched this first and. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, there were parts though I mean it was cool to get those like 80s throwback vibes but I really didn't get them as much as I thought it was like mm-hmm. everybody kind of amped it up to like the entire thing is just such a throwback to the 80s and like I got bits and pieces here and there but for me it felt like a, horror, honestly, a modern I horror didn't, movie yeah to me it felt very modern I didn't get any throwbacks to the 80s honestly watching this I mean I just, think the only thing that I really I think that the throwbacks I got to, to anything was Hellraiser yeah, and I think that a big part of it was practical effects, which I, I appreciate the hell I out do. of you I for I do, I think that's awesome, effects. good job. Oh, hell yeah. But, honestly, I'm going to tell anybody who's listening, please don't take my my opinion for great, because I'm extremely picky with horror movies. Go watch it. Like, no matter how much I dislike a movie, please go watch it, because, my, like, Dylan will vouch for it. I'm extremely fucking picky. My my opinion means nothing to everyone else. Okay? I don't I like downplay features. yourself that hard. I would, but you, yes, I will admit, you are you are very particular. I am. I like, I like 1970s a lot. <laughs> um, now, I, I will say that this movie was really good at holding my attention. Um, yeah. I... There's like right off, right off the bat. I mean, the movie starts with them fucking like lighting a girl on fire. The, that, the father see, and the son. When, when I saw and, that part, I was like, okay, I'm in. And then after that, it just went downhill yeah. for me. And, and that was like the first five minutes. It, it was cool because it basically like hit you right in the face, and it it drew mm-hmm. me in. And I remember I actually texted you, Erica, and was like, "Yo, watch this fucking movie," because like I no, you did. Yeah, you were like super stoked about yeah. it. You were like, "I'm ten minutes <laughs> into this, and it's so fucking good." And I was it's... like, "That amped me up even more, fucker." My bad. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was really the whole movie up until the last 10 minutes. Like, the whole thing had my attention very much so. And it, it's it been a while since I've watched a movie that's been able to hold my attention that much. Mm-hmm. But I think that 
throwing in all these other aspects, like I said, it's it was its biggest strength and its biggest weakness because bringing different stuff in all throughout kept me interested because I was like, yeah. oh shit, like this is going on now. Like, and it, there were a lot of psychological aspects too, like the fact that they go down into the basement and they're like, oh, there's another staircase going down again. And they're like, what the fuck do you mean? There's only one basement. Like that aspect was really cool. It, it was a throwback again. I'll say it. Um, I got a lot of like Silent Hill vibes at times from this movie, and uh, like the cult aspect, the whole like depth, like diving into hell. It 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 was similar at times, and I appreciated it for that. I think it was all right. Like it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It wasn't amazing. It was like a, a very middle ground movie. It was moderate. It was. It was definitely one of the the mo- more moderate ones where we've that we've seen, and I, I just like I, like like we've all touched base on like the we can all agree that the fucking effects were awesome. I I really like them. I am gonna say this. Oh, continue. Finish what you're saying. Oh, I was just I was just saying like I I just it for me like I I just feel like we kind of get like I, I got amped for it. I really did, and I loved everything that I heard about it. And it just, like, I was super stoked for it, and I, it just, there was a lot of, there was a lot of gaps for me. Like, I just, I, it just, there was a lot of stuff that I just, I don't know, it didn't feel like it tied up for me. And what I think is that I think more people out of these two films, I feel like more viewers are going to like The Void as a horror film than Jacob's Ladder. Yes, it's definitely more of a horror movie. Jacob's Ladder, I think, is hands down a better film. all the way around, but I think that The Void definitely is more uh, a more obvious horror movie. Horror, yeah. So like, if you I want agree. like if you want like gory horror slasher cult alien tentacle monster doctor <laughs> horror Hellraiser, <laughs> this is your film. This Watch is the you. Void. If you've been this waiting for that horror, <laughs> that type, that genre of horror to start, hello. Uh, I loved you. it. I mean, and like I'm a big fan of the Hellraiser series. I had a yes, feeling you were heard... gonna like this because of how I, much you like yeah, Hellraiser. Yeah, this is very I much that your you style, really Steven. Like that. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I love the special effects, of course. Like I know we kept mentioning them, but I can't help but praise them because in in you know it's so easy nowadays just to do CGI and just get that over with. Like shit. The, the fact that they just went the extra mile, especially with it being crowdfunded and everything, it was just like it was mm. it was awesome and. Uh, again, like I said, I'm a big fan of the Hellraiser series. I know they progressively get worse, but there's just something about Hellraiser that has this charm. And I also, uh, I, there was a little hint of a Lucho Fulci film called The Beyond. And to me, The Void was like at the end of like The Beyond, where although we don't really get to see like The Void that much, there's just a little bit of a parallel I made there. And I was just like, ah, oh, this is interesting. I hated but, uh, the I hated the scene at the end where it shows Daniel and Allison and they're just kind of like standing there staring at the pyramid triangle thing. and I'm just like did you have to put this in come on <laughs> yeah see that's kind of like if it, and if they would have entered through and they would have been revealed I would have been like you know stuck in the void I would have been like oh that was such a fucking the beyond move right there but um yeah I don't know there was just a lot I know there was a lot going on but I just found it so fucking enjoyable. I said, take me for this wild ride because I'm loving it. Yeah, and it was curious to hear hear like the number ratings <laughs> on this one. It, it was fun. It was a fun watch. It it. I mean, I had fun watching the movie. I yeah. wasn't. I was. I wasn't bored with it or anything by any means. Um, I 
I was waiting for the Hellraiser vibes because the two movies that I always see this compared to are The Thing and Hellraiser. See, now, the, the Thing, thing was yeah. awesome. I, I didn't mind, and that's one of the few Alien movies that I yeah. enjoyed. And The Thing, I mean, I can see that comparison because of the, the special effects, but Hellraiser, the whole movie, I was like, I don't feel any fucking Hellraiser vibes to this at all. And yeah. They brought in the doctor, and he's like, all like, almost looks burnt, or he pulled all his skin off or some <laughs> oh shit, and it's kind of just like, alright. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a Cenobite. And the way, yeah, and the way he's, the way he's talking, like, just his voice and everything, I'm just like, alright, yeah, this is... This is <laughs> I see it, yeah. Honestly, I didn't get vibes from the thing other than that there's a tentacle monster. Yeah, I always that see was, it compared that, to that. But. but that's the thing, is like, any movie with an alien-esque creature is gonna be compared to the thing, because it's like... Yeah. The, the big, the highest rated freaking alien film creature, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, that set the bar. There, you know, that and Alien. Yeah, those mm-hmm. two movies definitely set the bar for that kind of style. That like sci fi alien horror. Yeah. Which these aren't aliens, I guess. They're demons or something, but I don't fucking know. They look like aliens. I like Jacob's Ladder's take on, on demons a lot more than this movie. This movie, I think, did the opposite of what the guy who made Jacob's Ladder did. Like, he, they went for a very, like, almost, um, like, comic-ish. Like, not com- comedic, but, like, like what you would see in a drawing. Or, like, you would read in a book and think it was cool, but then portrayed. It's very hard to portray it in, like, a, a really solid manner. I agree with that. I see that. You guys want to get into ratings? Sure. Yeah, I'm interested to see what everybody's got. So, Steven? Alright. I was was a big fan of this movie, and I was very anticipated for its release. Uh, I saw a lot of, you know, buzz online, and when I finally got to sit down and watch it, I I had a fun time. That's that's kind of what I took it as, is a fun ride, uh, a nice little throwback here and there, while keeping it still modern. Um... I love that Knives Chow from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World was in it. She's such a babe. So, seeing her in another and film... And she somehow awesome. survived. She was, like, the I least know. useful <laughs> fucking person there. And yep. she hid in a closet and survived. She pulled the Kyle approach. She did. She's the Kyle of the movie. This, uh, but, um, you know, and again, the, the, there, I see where the Hellraiser vibes come in. Which I can't knock, because, like, I'm a Hellraiser fan. But, overall, yeah, this was, this was just a fucking fun awesome movie and i i just had such a good time with how crazy it was and i i just like i said i i went for the ride uh i'm gonna give this movie an 8.5 i totally i gotta get it on blu-ray because i i i definitely am a fan so you like this one more than jacob's ladder yeah yeah i definitely do that's it's my it's my style and yeah like i said for jacob's ladder not normally being my style i figured like an an eight was gonna be a fair rating because no it it definitely was yeah. You know, it's just normally not my style, but you know, you guys know me. I love the fucking like the blood and the gore and like the craziness. So it's just like I'm like, fuck yeah, let's get going here, let's do it. Sierra, um, I was really excited. All right, hold on, hold on. Be kind and think of the good things of that the movie. Don't just be like, eh, too. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't okay. I was extremely excited for this movie. I think that the first half of the movie was really interesting. I'm just not a huge fan of tentacles. Like, <laughs> it's just not my thing. Unless it's on an octopus, I don't Sarah, like. don't watch hentai. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> but thanks. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, aliens... That, I, I know it's not aliens, but in my head, it just it's aliens, you know? Um, 
I was just kind of bummed out. I love that they did all practical effects. I mean, everything looks excellent in the movie. It's just like they 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 just tried to do a lot in one movie. Mm-hmm. The story doesn't connect exactly how it should. Um, so it's it's just like a little bit of a of a bummer. I mean, it had great actors. It was filmed extremely well. Great use of color. Great contrast. Everything was really technically really good. It was just like the storyline for me was really lacking. And I know. I was super hard on it before, and I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan looks at me like he's going to kill me when I do shit like that, and I feel really bad. <laughs> I don't want to make him mad. No, I don't care. I, I don't know. Like it's just, it's just not my style, and I think Dylan probably knew that by the end of the movie. He's probably like, he probably assumed I wasn't going to rate it very high. But, I mean, with all the effects, um, the, all the practical effects in the film, I mean, that alone gives it four and a half points. So I'll give it a 4.7. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so it really wasn't my style. Uh, it's not, like, my favorite one that I've seen, obviously. Um, I think the, the effects were great. Uh, I was a little disappointed in the storyline. Um, but overall, I mean, if it's on, like, if it's if it's, something you've been interested in watching watch it um i mean you might get something different out of it than all of us like obviously like steven really really enjoyed it sarah not so much uh i'm a little bit more of a a middle ground so i'm gonna come in with a six on this one well i'm glad i didn't like rate it like insanely lower than you like it's like a full no i'm i'm kind of in the middle ground too i think i enjoyed it a little bit more than um i, I know i enjoyed it more than sierra <laughs> but, uh, i i mean it, it held my attention like i said that last 10 minutes it wasn't enough to kill the movie because there was a lot going for it as far as um like filming and everything i i think it was well done the pacing had me hooked the entire time until that last 10 minutes but i'm not gonna rate it low because i didn't like the end of it um i, I think i'd rate it like a Seven point two. Damn, that's pretty high. I think that's fair. Now I feel like a dick. <coughs> so, what is our overall? I'm gonna, I'm gonna trade names. With our Rich. overall average rating is a six point six. That's fair. That's really fair. For this, it's very fair. Yeah, Yay. I just think it's it's just it's it's a very specific genre of horror that's for a very specific. <laughs> it's every genre of horror. But yeah. go on. It's for, but it's like it's for a very specific crowd, and I I think that. See, I, I feel like the majority of really big horror fans really likes like that, that eighties cheesiness, you know, and it's just not my, really my thing. And I think that this movie like had that. That's the only aspect to me that it had was like the aliens and like everything. It just made it to me come across cheesy, combining all of that shit. You know, mm-hmm. it could have been so good if they just, even if they went with like the tentacle creature thing, just stick with that. Don't add the cults. Don't add all of this crazy shit that needs like. It wasn't it wasn't necessary, but like just choose a storyline and stick with it and like perfect that storyline. Do it because well, it's gonna exactly. Make your effects better. It's gonna make the film better. It's gonna make the story better. It's gonna make the pacing better. Just sticking with a single storyline opposed to like eight. I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> <clears throat> Tune in next week for Gremlins. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so it's speaking ra- <laughs> of cheesy horror movies, that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, uh, be sure to rate and subscribe. 
You can say that you hate me on there, and I love it. <laughs> Leave us a review. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we need us, some of those. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast or on Twitter at Horror underscore Haven. Don't check out our website. It's not up anymore. Yeah, we took the website down while we're tweaking it a little bit. But um, once it's back up, it's going to be Horror Haven Media. Dot com. Um, so if you're listening to this way in the future, go check it out. Maybe it's back. Uh, it should be back. <laughs> I'm going to give it like a month or two, but it should be back. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to be talking Gremlins and Gremlins 2, the new batch. Yeah. Christmas. Nice. I'm just ready. I'm ready for Rocky Horror. Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm so Gremlins excited are... for that episode, too. too. So I, I cannot wait to talk about Black Christmas. I fucking am salivating <laughs> over for Black Christmas talking too, about that. But, like, Rocky Horror, I've been watching since I was, like, six. That's my shit. I yeah, won't I sing because Dylan told me I'm not allowed to. No. I was going to say, Sarah, are you going to sing for us? <laughs> I can sing. He's just going to cut it out, though. That's going to be the first episode I miss. No, he missed another. How do you feel about fucker. that? Like, where? I mean, how? Episode. How do? How do you feel? He feels good. Hurts a little bit. He doesn't. He likes repo, though. He didn't mind repo. Have I you didn't seen mind repo, it. Steven? Yeah. Oh no, I no, I haven't yet. I I, I I don't know how you feel about musicals because it is a musical, but it's super fucking. Dark. I'll tell. I'll tell you this: like Rocky Horror is a classic. Yeah. I think Grease is a solid movie. Okay, so then I just, think. Oh, it, uh, Repo, Todd, you, you enjoy Repo. Wrong. Yeah, Repo is like it's it's not like a typical musical. It's a rock. It's considered a rock opera. But okay. it's it it has like a lot of horror. Aspects yeah, it's to like it. super gory. Like the it, it's about these men. It's futuristic, and it's about these men that um like the world becomes like addicted to surgery and like like cosmetic surgeries and stuff. So what mm-hmm. happens is is that you um you make a deal. And if you don't make good on your deal of paying for your surgery, the they send out repo men to come and take back the body parts that you uh, got. So like this guy goes around and he like kills people and takes back what they had. And some of it's not cosmetic, some of it's like hearts, their hearts and, and livers and shit like that. So he'll just like punch through them and rip body parts out. Nice. You know that there's not a, there's a, a version of that movie with Samuel L. Jackson. I believe it's Samuel L. Jackson and fucking Jude Law, and it's basically the same exact thing, minus the musical, oh, and see. it's called Reaper. This also has the guy from Buffy, and it has the girl from Spy Kids, and it has Paris Hilton. But she actually does a good job. <laughs> and her Give face uh, melts off. Have a good yeah. night, guys. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> Have a good night. Deuces. <laughs>